Amen. So good to see you this morning. Oh, I've got a news for you. Here's the news. How many of you flipped a calendar over in the last couple of days? Four people in the congregation. How many in the choir flipped the thing? And guess what? It will not change your life. But the loving grace of Almighty God will. And I hope that you find that today. I asked Shane, uh, Zane to play that this morning. I just thought it was so lovely when I heard him playing. He's going to be leaving us in a few days to go back to New York. I don't know what that's about, but he's got to do it. So we will miss him and we'll pray for him. Amen? Amen. Amen. We certainly will. As we approach this year, we have that grace that we have already spoken about We can hold out a candle to those who are in need. They need to hear from us. In this day and time, we hear about all kind of illnesses that are going around, all kind of medicines to take for that, and all kind of coverings for your face. But I want you to know that right now we have 
and we hold and we possess the cure of the greatest ill of all mankind, and that that is death caused by sin. And what are we going to do with it? Is 2022 going to be the year that we light our candles and go into a dark world? I'm going to let those of you who will just come into the congregation today. I know it's very warm up here. We have an air handler problem up here. And when it's 
80 degrees there, it's 100 there. So we want you to pray for the choir as they get to come down and relax in the cool for a little while today. Let's stand together. I want us to call on the Lord with songs that we've done through some decades now. And you'll recognize the first two we've sung, but not in a long time. The last one we sang recently. I just want us to call on the name of Jesus this morning as we begin a new year together. Sing with us. Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name, Master, Savior, Jesus. Thank you. 
sing it again. My Jesus, my Savior, Lord, there is none like you. All of my days, I want to praise the wonders of your No. 
remain standing for the reading of the word of the Lord this morning. Our scripture today is taken from Romans chapter 12 verses 1 and 2. Therefore I urge you brothers in the view of God's mercy to the offer you your bodies as living sacrifices, holy, pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Let's pray together. Father, we are so thankful, Lord, for the opportunities that we have at this time, Lord, to worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, I thank you for the songs that we've sung today. Lord, these songs we've sung to you. And Lord, we want your will to be done today for each one of us and for our church. Lord, we look forward to seeing what you have in store for us. Lord, I pray pray at this time that you prepare our hearts and our minds to receive your word and that, Father, that you would speak to each and every one of our hearts at this time. I pray, Father, that you would hide me behind the cross and that Christ would be high and lifted up. And, Father, we're going to praise you knowing that as Christ is lifted up that all men will be drawn closer to thee. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. First of all, I want to wish y'all a happy new year. I tell you, I said this last week and I'll say it again. Thank God 2021 is in our rearview mirror, amen? And I am looking forward to this year. We're going to make it a good year, amen? Sometimes you have to make it a good year. And we're going to make sure that 2022 is going to be a great year. And we look forward to seeing what God has in store for us. We're starting a new series, and it's just going to be this month, and we're calling it Living on the Edge. And we're dealing with Romans chapter 12, and I'm going to encourage you to study this chapter. It's a very, one of the the best chapters in the Bible, I'll just be honest with you. Very, very heavy. Um, Someone said, you only have two verses today, and let me tell you. I only have two verses today, but let me tell you, I've had a hard time narrowing down what I think we need to be, need to be said today because there's so much that could be said. So I, I want to say a personal thank you to all our Sunday school teachers today because our Sunday school teachers had an hour to sit down and, to, and, to, and look at this passage of Scripture. And I encourage you, if you're not in a small group, to, to participate in that. Someone says, why do we... Um, have the same passage for Sunday school and for worship. And I said, let me tell you, on a day like today, we could have gone for six more hours on just this one passage. And I'm not kidding you. I've sat in classes. I've been in classes on this this passage of Scripture right here. And so we call this living on the edge. And today I entitled this message, A Living Sacrifice. That's what a born-again believer is. We are encouraged in this passage of Scripture to be a living sacrifice. But I truly believe many in the Christian faith are on the edge. They're on the edge and they're looking, now I'm going to use my carpet here as my edge. They're standing here and, 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 and they've made a decision for Christ, but they've never made a commitment to Christ. They've decided 
that they want Jesus into their life. They've decided that Jesus is the, is the Savior and the, and the Son of God. And they've asked for forgiveness of their sins. They've confessed their sins. They've repented of their sins. They've placed their faith and trust in Him. But then they stand on the edge and they just don't make the step into commitment. A full commitment. I used to question, is that person truly saved? And we're going to leave that up to the Lord a person that goes through all the motions, but when it comes down to it, they will not make that, 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 that commitment. Paul here today is encouraging you. Now notice what it says here. I'm using the New King James translation. And he says, I beseech you. That word beseech means urge. I'm urging you. I'm encouraging you. You need to do this. Okay? That's what he's saying. After... Uh, I, I would love to go back from verses chapter 1 through 11 and, and expound upon that. And let me tell you, that'd be another six hours. Okay? And I, you need to read those chapters yourself. Um, it's a, some heavy stuff there. But when he says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sisters, family of God. So he's talking to the family of God here. Okay? He's not talking to the lost so this message is for us born-again believers. I want you to understand that. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to do that. This would be the great, a great time to start off the year placing your faith and trust in Him. But then I'm going to encourage you like Paul because he's going to say, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that was good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Many today, and listen to what Stephen Alford said. He says, what God wants today is new, a new creation, a new creature. Rather than new methods, surrendered people, rather than just saved. For it is possible to be saved, yet not surrendered. Saved, but not surrendered. I want you to let that soak in just for a second. Saved, but not surrendered. Did you know that when you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, He wanted all of you? He wanted every bit of you. He wanted your mind, your body, your soul. He wanted every part of you. And I want you to notice this because today I want to focus on those who are committed Christians or those who have surrendered. And this is what they look like because this is what Paul is encouraging us to do. And let me say this. If you take this and if you are obedient to this, I promise you this time next year, you'll be more like Jesus than you were this time now. And that's what we should all be able to say. The first point I, that Paul makes here, and I want you just to notice this just for a few minutes. a committed, and, and, and I've rewritten my points about six times and that's not normal for me. Normally when I settle, I settle. But even this morning, I was sitting there rewriting this in the office downstairs. And it says, a committed Christian will surrender their body to the Lord. You will give your body. Notice what it says here. He urges you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. There's two. There's two reasons why we do this. Two reasons why we present our bodies to God as a living sacrifice. And the first one is this. It's right here. By the mercies of God. Praise God for the mercies of God. Amen. I thank God for his mercies. Mercies of God, the gracious, extravagant, divine grace Paul expounds upon in the first 11 chapters. Let me just give you just a few of the mercies of God. And the first one I I think of is God's love. If you look at Romans 8 verse 35 and then 38 and 39, he asks this question, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulations or distress or persecutions or famine or nakedness or peril or sword... 
And then he says this in verse 38. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us, praise God, from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The mercies of God. God's love. I'll be honest with you. I've never understood God's love for me. I don't understand. But I take it by faith. And I truly believe he loves me. Do you know why I know he loves me? Because for God's love, Joey Burnett, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, even Joey, can receive him as his Lord and Savior and cleanses of him of all his sins. Because of the mercies of God, we, we make this sacrifice, a living sacrifice, but not only the love of God, but his righteousness. Romans 1.17 says it this way, for it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Those are two my points right here that God gives us the mercy. First of all, he gives us righteousness, but he also gives us faith. Do you know whenever you trust in God, God is helping you to trust in him? That's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is empowering you to trust and he's giving you the power. And let me tell you, this whole message is built upon the works of the Holy Spirit. I want you to understand this. Don't try to do this on your own. You have to have the Holy Spirit. What am I saying? You must be saved to accomplish these things. Because when you accept Jesus Christ as your your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit comes inside and he begins to work in you and he helps you become to be able to present your body as a living sacrifice. But we do it because of his mercies and because he gives us this gift of faith. And Romans 5 and 1 says it this way. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God, our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm so thankful that part of that mercy is peace. These past years have been rough on us, amen? It's been hard on us. I'll be honest with you. I wish it just started with, the, um, with, with our virus. But folks, life was rough before that. For some of us. It's been rough. But you know what's beautiful about it? Even how hard it may be, God through his mercy ushers in peace. Peace. Do you not have it? If you don't have it, there's something wrong. Because God, through his mercy, gives his children peace. And that doesn't start at death. It starts when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. First of all, we have peace with God, but also he gives us that peace that passes all understanding. And it's a beautiful thing. But he wants us, because of his mercy, because I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present. And this word present means a one-time deal. Present your body. Your body, give it to God as a living sacrifice. I tried to think about what's an Old Testament illustration of a living sacrifice. I couldn't help but think about Isaac. Y'all remember Isaac? Y'all remember, have you ever put yourself in Isaac's place? A lot of times we put ourselves in um, Abraham's place because God wakes Abraham up one morning and says, I want you to go sacrifice your only son. First of all, he says, get, every, get everything together and take off. Okay, he's been waiting on the sun for how long? Over 100 years, guys. Some of y'all were wanting children, and if you pass the, what, what, your 20s, you get a little concerned. Folks, over 100. I mean, he's way up there. And finally, God gives him a son, and then one morning he wakes him up and says, no, take Isaac, get your stuff together, and, and follow me. And he points him to this mountain. And he gets all that together. And here's, here's Isaac. And Isaac's following his dad. 
And they get to the mountain and he realizes they have the knife, they have the fire, they have the wood, they have everything but the lamb, the sacrifice. And you know what? Isaac starts thinking, where's the sacrifice? So he asks his dad, dad, where's the sacrifice? What did dad say? Y'all know what he says? This is, this is important. When I read this, it sort of stopped me in my, tra- in my tracks here. He says, God will provide. That's all that Isaac needed. You know, Isaac was probably a teenager at this time. He probably could have whooped his dad. Dad was over 100. Okay? But you know what? There was no struggle in this. They get up to where the sacrifice, and he begins to prepare the sacrifice, and then he binds Isaac. And Isaac allows it. And he lays him on the altar. Folks, Isaac is dead at that moment, is he not? Isaac had come to the conclusion, I'm going to die here. What happens? God stops Abraham. In the middle of, I I always, I, I do the Hollywood version. As he's coming down with the knife, God stops him. Isaac comes off the altar. I bet Abraham helped him. Now he's a living sacrifice. He gave it all. He was willing to give it all. I I got this quote just three minutes before, and this is by Jim Elliott. He says, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. Let that soak in on you just a little bit. I'll read it again. Jim Elliott. Do y'all know who Jim Elliott is? Jim gave it all. Jim was a missionary. And he went in South America and was, and was killed. Sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. But he said this before he was killed. He's no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. I'm so thankful for that comment. Are you a living sacrifice? Have you given your body over to him? I want you to turn in your Bibles, if you would, to 1 Corinthians 6. This is 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19. Listen to what Paul says. This is 1 Corinthians 6, verse 19 and 20. It says, and, you, and do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? I hear people all the time say, it's my body, I can do whatever I want to with it. Okay? Have y'all ever heard somebody say that? You cannot say that if you're a born-again believer. Amen? Say amen. Please say it. Say it louder. Okay, you need to say that because so many people think you, you own this, this vessel here. You do not. For listen to verse 20. For you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. God owns it all, amen? Why not give it back to him? 2022, why not? Paul is urging us, God is urging us today to present our bodies as a living sacrifice, not only because of the mercies of God, because it is your reasonable service. He's not asking you to do the impossible. He's asking you to do what is expected. Okay, you need to understand that. This is not hard. Or let me rephrase that. This should not be hard. Amen. It's reasonable. It's expected. 2022, why don't you present your body as a living sacrifice to God, understanding that he owns this body and I'm not going to do anything in this body that doesn't please him. I want to do, use this body for the upbuilding of God's kingdom. The second thing, and I need to move on. I got a lot more I'd like to say about that, but I got to go. 
The second point I want you to realize here, and this is in verse 2. A committed Christian will surrender their minds to God. Folks, here's, the, here's one of the, These are two battles right now that, the world, that, that you're, we're going through in our world that today. These little phones that we have today. I walked into Ingalls uh, a few days ago, yesterday. And you can go walk anywhere nowadays. And, you know, I don't have my phone on me. My wife says I'm married to my phone, but so I'm, I might be the world's worst at this. I walked around and I saw people doing this. Y'all know what they were doing? Y'all know what they were doing? They were looking at their phones. Everywhere, as they were going. Have you ever seen people just talking in air? You thought they were talking to you? And they're talking on their phone? But nowadays, all this information that we have bombarding us through our phone and computers and, and, and our televisions and all that. Folks, there's a battle of the mind that's going on and Satan is doing a good job of stealing some minds so God is encouraging us as committed Christians that we surrender our minds to him and he says this and do not be conformed that word conformed can also mean fashioned okay that's the word fashion here and the word fashion conformed is actually a word that means an outward the conformity of outwardness, but it's not something that's taking place inwardly. It's something that happens out here, but not in, inwardly. It's like a, um, a fashion, like putting on a garment, wearing something, but it's not affecting. And so the Bible encourages us not to be fashioned to this world because that's not who we are. We are not of this world. We're of Jesus Christ. We're of God himself. But we are to be what? Transformed. How in the world? I'm I'm sitting there. Can I give you one, two, three steps on how to be transformed? And I I can't help it. I like watching movies. How many of you ever ever watched the Transformers? I saw one of you did like this. You're a little ashamed. Okay, I'm not ashamed. I, they were pretty good. I never could understand the fight scenes. The fight scenes seemed also all these metal and stuff going together. But transformers are these robots that are, are can be stand up with legs and arms and stuff like that, and then turn into a car or a boat or something like that. They can change into different things. We are to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. You know, this is a good message to preach on the, uh, the beginning of the year. Yesterday, Shannon and I committed, and this is the first time we've done this in a long time, committed to reading the Bible through in 2022. We've committed ourselves, and this year is something different. I wish I had my phone because technology is not evil in itself. It's what you do with it. I, I'm going to my Bible app I go to my Bible app and it gives me Genesis 1 and 2 and then Psalms 1 and then gives me a passage in Luke. And I'm curious to see how this pass, how they're going to carry me all the way through 365 days and, and, and be able to have the Word of God read throughout the year. How you transform? First of all, it takes the Holy Spirit. Okay. A, number one, Holy Spirit. Two, reading the Word of God. Taking the Word of God and nourishing it. Then you need to meditate on it. I haven't read the Bible through in a couple of years because I've been studying, uh, last year was Ephesians. And I took it verse by verse. I didn't use commentaries. I just said, God... What are, you say, what are you saying in this verse to me? Now, I'll be honest with you. I, let, let's just say this. I didn't start off with commentary. Sometimes I got so curious as I was study, studying in Ephesians that I had to go to some commentaries to get some answers to help me with something I was, I was wondering about. But I mainly had a, 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 a notebook and my Bible. And I went, verse 1. And I sometimes I started writing out the whole book. 
I started writing. I, I figured out that not reading it was not enough. So I just began to write the verses out. So Ephesians, the whole book of Ephesians is basically in this notebook. But I've got notes with it where God was speaking just to Joey Burnett. Because I was the only one in the room. Folks, that, that renewed my mind. It transformed me into Christ's likeness because the Holy Spirit was there. Now, what's the benefit? What's the benefit for giving your body over to Jesus as a living sacrifice and allowing him to transform your mind? I want to tell you the benefit is wisdom. Look at the last part of verse 2. It says this. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I know a lot of you don't do this because you've allowed this year to whoop you. And this year should not have whooped you. Reason is, is greater is he that's in us than he that is in the world. Do you understand me? Let me say it to this side. I don't think they heard me over here. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Do you know that you're more than a conqueror? You will not hear that from the world. The world will tell you you're victims. The world says that you're defeated. The world will say the answer is with you. Well, let me tell you, the answer is not with you. You don't have the answer, nor do I have the answer. Somebody say amen. Especially for me. Point at me. You know this. The answer is not with me. Amen. But the answer is with God. Amen. And if we understand that and if we meditate on his word and we nourish on his word and, and memorize his word and we allow that, God begins to work in our lives and he gives us wisdom that regardless of what comes our way, we're more than conquerors. Folks, I'm looking out in this, and I've, I've been around here long enough to realize some of you have had a really horrible year. All of us have on some levels. The last five years have been really bad on some of y'all. But guess what? We're more than conquerors. Amen? How do we know that? We, we're a living sacrifice. We trust God with our bodies. We trust God with our minds. And we allow God to use our minds and our bodies. And because of that, he gives us wisdom and he gives us guidance. And so we don't worry like the world worries. I don't worry. My wife wonders why I don't worry as much as other people do. She blames me being part Jackson. If you understand who my papa was, you'd understand why I don't worry. That man didn't worry about anything. If you knew Leroy Jackson, he sat right back in that section, back in this section over here. And before that, I knew his section over there in the old church, old sanctuary, him and my mama. Man never did worry for some reason. I know he must have had a close walk with God. I know he did. But folks, worry goes out the door when God's in the house. When the Holy Spirit's here... It pushes worry out. Somebody say amen to that. Because some of you allow worry to control your thoughts and everything like that. And you need not. You need the renewing of your mind. You need to feel the Holy Spirit come in and say, I'm in control. You're not in control. This government's not in control. I'm in control. God is in control. Amen. Today is a day of commitment. Today is a day of surrender. Some of y'all are allowing your bodies to do things that displease God. And today is the day that you need to surrender your bodies over to Him. Some of you are allowing your minds to be be perverted by this world and it's time to surrender your mind to God this is reasonable 
We do this because of the mercies of God, but our benefits are immeasurable. The wisdom of God. We don't sell this to, we don't sell this like we should. Because there's something beautiful about a living sacrifice that's holy and acceptable to God. And it's something beautiful to see a mind that's been transformed, that's been renewed, that they can prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, when you live this, the Bible blows up on you. It does. When you open up the Word of God, I'll show you. I I highlight, I don't know if y'all see that, I highlight things in my Bible. Okay, whenever you do this, the Bible starts highlighting itself to you. Words begin to pop out of this and you go, oh my goodness, I've never seen this before. I needed this today. Why? Because you have given your body over to God. You've given your mind over to Him. And if you do that, I promise you, God will give you the wisdom and guidance to be a brighter light in this world today. I know we have COVID, but I want to give an invitation today for those who would like to come and surrender to God. Be smart about it, but I want you to make an active coming forward. I'll be back in the back if someone wants to come talk about anything. But today I want to make a visual, I want to encourage you to make a visual statement of commitment, of surrender. And the reason I want to do this, if you won't do it here in the church, I know you won't do it out in the world. So I want to encourage you to come to this altar during this invitation and surrender your mind, surrender your body to the King of Kings the Lord of Lords. Let's pray together. Father, I thank you for this message. I needed it, Lord. We needed it. Lord, we're all here today because we've been saved by grace. Not one here today is sinless, but Jesus himself. Today is a day, Lord, of surrendering. It's it's giving our bodies back to the one who owns our body. It's giving our minds back to you, Father, and asking you to renew our minds, which is an act of worship. We call this worship here today. But every day is a day of worship. As we give our bodies to you, Father, and we serve you with the physical bodies that we have here today. We don't want our will to be done, Father, but we want your will to be done in our bodies today. And Lord, we want your word in our minds. And we want your love and and patience and goodness and long-suffering, all that to be infiltrated into our minds, Father. So, Father, we come and we surrender to you today. Because you've been so good to us. And Lord, we look forward to seeing what you have in store for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Stand together.
been good to be in the house of the Lord today. Um, as you're leaving, there's a couple of things I want you to know. We'll try to get out a letter sometime, but uh, some folks have asked about the pastoral situation. Here's the situation. At some point in time, there will be a transitional pastor. We do not know who that is at this moment, but when we have something to tell you, we will tell you. We've had people say, oh, it ought to be this person. I'll be that person. I'll be this person. Let's let go and let God determine who that is, okay? There'll be no um, deacons meeting today. The deacons are going to meet at 3 next week, and then church council at 4 next week, and then choir is not meeting today, but we will resume at 5 next week. Choir will still sing in the loft on next Sunday. Thank you for all that you're doing. A lot of you are doing some unusual things, pitching in, stepping up, helping out. We're so grateful for that. Thank you. Very much. As you leave today, uh, there will be some guys at the door to receive the offering and also on the, in the black boxes. As you're going through the portico, there will be a place there if you're more comfortable doing that. God loves you and so do we. Let's pray together as we go. Lord Jesus, thank you today for allowing us to come to this place. There's some who couldn't. Maybe there's some who wouldn't. But Lord, this group of people came here today not to hear Joey preach, not to hear me sing, not to hear the choir or to praise him. They came to be with you. And I think that's been accomplished. I thank you for meeting with me. I thank you for meeting with us. And I pray that as we go our ways today, that these two verses of scripture that are so full and ripe with a word from you, that we will not be able to get away from them, but to look them up again and repeat them and repeat them until we meet again next time. Or until you tell us all something just for us. Lord, we love you. We thank you for loving us. In Jesus' name, amen. God loves you, so do we.